Hey guys, I want to tell you about Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. And how do I know? Because Todd Orndorff on a podcast now switched to Anchor. And it's absolutely free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Can you imagine not having to lug all of your equipment every place you go to do an interview or record? You can do it all right from your phone. Anchor will distribute the podcast for you. You can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you want to be heard, they send you there. You do the fun stuff, they do the hard stuff. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Toddcast featuring Todd Orndorff. My name is Justin Time, so make sure you tune in to today's very special episode on the Toddcast. <laughs> I'm a podcast veteran. You know who I'm better than? Athea veteran since back in the day. <laughs> What's up, what's up, and good evening to you. This is Todd Order from the Toddcast, coming at you from the great state of PA, the very freaking cold and snowy great state of PA. My name is Todd Orndorf. I'll be your party host for this evening. How the heck is everybody doing? How was your week since the last episode? Hopefully things were well. Mine was awesome. Tons to talk about today. We do have an interview with Sir Justin Time from the Atomic Drop Show. He is my guest this week. Good buddy of mine. And we got a little history to speak of. We got a little history that this show will make. We got a little history in the making. And this is going to be the first time that anybody hears about it. This is going to be the first time that things are going public. The name has been signed on the dotted line. So can't wait to break that through. That will be in the interview, so make sure that you listen and a little bit more info at the end of the show. Before we get to anything else, I need to get something off of my chest. Because it fired me up. I recorded this interview on Wednesday of this past week with Sir Justin Time from the Atomic Drop Show. Good buddy of mine. Lots in common. Big pro wrestling fan. Like I said, lots in common. But before that, I was working on a couple projects. See, for the past few weeks, months, years, however long it's been, it's been a long time, I've been doing a bunch of projects around my home. And this is where I'm going to get fired up. And I get fired up a lot on this show, and I tell you guys about it. I've been doing a bunch of projects around the home. Like, I live in pretty much a DIY household, which is really awesome. It's really, really cool. But it kind of got me in some trouble. And not not with the people in my household. Not with friends that are saying, hey, why didn't you make me this? Nothing like that. But with law enforcement. And I'm getting... I'm, I'm, I, was, I was mad. I was really freaking furious. I'm doing all these projects. I just made a 7 foot 7 dining room table for my home. I made a console table for my home. I just made a brand new coffee table for my home. What happens when you have wood projects? You got some scrap wood, correct? Yes, you do. Uh-oh, he's about to go off. And eventually, you run out of places to put your scrap wood. So what do you do? Here where I'm from, in the area that I live in, in the country, you know what you do? You burn it. 
That's what you do. You have a fire. You take it out back. You throw it in your fire pit. You make some freaking flames and you enjoy yourself. That's exactly what you do. And that's exactly what you should do. Maybe have a brew or two. The fact of the matter is... That's exactly what I did. I went outside. I made a fire. It was winter. It's cold. I was toasty. It was a beautiful fire. Flames were not too big. Burning all the scrap wood because I am literally running out of room for it all. I'm outside for about an hour straight. Just staring. Just enjoying the heat and the cold. It was great. It was freaking awesome. Eventually, the fire started to die down a little bit. I was going to let it burn out just a little. So I could come inside for a few, refill my drink, and end up sitting down at my brand new, beautiful, oh-so-sexy coffee table. I mean, dining room table that I made, which is right by my front door. It is literally 10 feet away from my front door. 10 minutes after coming inside, I'm sitting there, and there's a bang, 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 right on my glass on my entry door to my home. I got... Two children sleeping upstairs, and someone's banging on my door. So I'm like, what the heck is going on? So I get up from my chair, I walk over, open the door, and see two police officers. They informed me that someone had reported me for having a fire in my backyard, which is perfectly okay, by the way, if it's attended to. I was inside for 10 minutes after being outside for an hour, if not more, Tending to my fire. I come inside 10 minutes, try to get a little warmer, sit down at the table for a second because I was on my feet for an hour straight. And some neighbor of mine, some J Brown, someone who I hope hears this, called the cops on me. For what reason? They were thinking the place was going to blow up or something. I have no freaking clue. The flames were small, the fire was burning out. But because there was a little bit of orange coming from underneath a couple pieces of wood, they called the cops on me the day that I interviewed Sir Justin Time on this. And in the interview, I actually speak about this. But I'm nowhere near as fired up because you know what? Hey, you got a guest on. Hey, you got to be professional. Hey, whatever. I don't care. Thankfully, I have tons of people in the state of PA and tons of people around where I live that tune into this show. Pass the word along to whoever called the cops on me for having a fire in my backyard, which is allowed if it's tended to. Thank you all so very much. I wanted some extra content today, and you, Jay Brones, are the content today. Thank you for being a schmuck. Thank you for being a bum. Thank you for not minding your own freaking business. Do people even say schmuck anymore? So besides that nonsense and BS, things have been awesome. It's been a really good week. The work week went fast, which is fabulous. And not only that, we decided to make some history. We decided to sign our name on a dotted line for a very first for Todd Order Funded Podcast, a very first for many other podcasts. But you got to tune in and you got to listen in to the interview with Sir Justin Time in the very end of this show to find out exactly what it is. Something else that is going on with Todd Order Funded Podcast is that we are finally on Instagram. Make sure you go to Instagram. Check it out. Todd Orndorff on a Toddcast is the Instagram handle. It's also on Facebook. Todd Orndorff on a Toddcast. Check them out. Follow them both. Make sure you're active on it. I try to be as active as possible on Facebook and Instagram. Check it out. Give me a follow. Like some stuff. 
Tell your friends. Tell your foes. Tell everyone about it. And if you are one of those people that like to spread the word on things, make sure you spread the word on the fabulous work of Organic Memories. This time of year, it's all about diamonds, wedding dresses, and choosing the right photographer to capture the most important day of your life. Organic Memories Photography can give you just that. With years of experience and a steady hand, your special day will live on forever. If you are not in need of a wedding photographer but need family photos, maternity photos, or engagement photos, as well as many other types of photography, check out OrganicMemoriesPhoto.com. Before we get to Sir Justin Time and the Atomic Drop Show, I just want to give a shout out to Joel and Stacey. Thank you for an awesome interview last week. They are the folks of Reload Rub and Seasoning, and if you listen to the show, then you know that we have come together to help you guys out. We have come together to give back to you guys. I've been telling people for years about Reload Rub and Seasoning. I've been telling everybody that for years now, the only rubs and seasonings in my home are Reload Rub and Seasoning. It's that good. It's that awesome. And we want you guys to have some yourself. We want you guys to give it a try. So together, we developed a promo code to save you guys 10% on your orders. Make sure you go to Reload Rub and Seasoning. At checkout, type in Todd, T-O-D-D, for the promo code. You're going to love it. I promise you, you're going to love it. A lot of listeners have already started following Reload Rub on Instagram and Facebook, and they love it. I got a message the other day from someone who listens to this show. They sent me a photo of them with their new package of Reload, handwritten note, everything. They loved it. You guys will too. Make sure you go check it out. ReloadRub.com. Reload Rub and Seasoning on Instagram and Facebook. And also that Reload Life podcast on Podbean and iTunes. The same as Todd Orner on the Toddcast. Make sure you check them out. Rate, review, and subscribe. Promo code T-O-D-D Todd Listen dude, we're 10 minutes in And don't even have an interview yet Let's go Alright guys, now is the time For the man of the hour, the man with the power He is too sweet to be sour Sir Justin Time Of the Atomic Drop Show Here we go Alright guys, today I have a longtime friend of mine the first caller of my first ever show. Proud to say that, that I was even at this man's wedding. Ladies and gentlemen, from the Atomic Drop Show, I present to you the world famous Sir Justin Time. Justin, what's up, brother? I'm doing very well, sir. How are you doing since we have last spoke? I'm doing very well. Thanks for coming on on this extremely late night. It's 10.13 for all you people that will be listening to this. 10.13 on a Wednesday of this recording and... Uh, I do have to apologize for stalling a little bit. We have been watching the entire season of The Mass Singer, and uh, tonight was the final episode, so I had to get it in, so I appreciate your patience and for still sticking around for me. Hey, it's not a problem. We're actually right now in the middle of a snowstorm, so it kind of works out both ways. Uh, if you remember, I talked to you earlier on Sunday and said we had a giant windstorm where we had about 70-mile-hour winds, and now we have... 48 inches of snow, so it's just one storm after another. What? You got four feet? You got four feet of snow? Four inches. Four to eight inches, not four feet oh, of snow. Four. <laughs> God, man. I was, gonna, I was gonna say you ain't too far from me, man. No, that's, that's <laughs> I'd be get, going outside trying to find a life raft somewhere. 
Well, you know, it's kind of funny that you bring up about the snowstorm because this just happened to me today, and this actually just happened to me probably an hour and a half ago. So at my house, I just made this beautiful farmhouse table. I'm actually sitting at it right now, and I had a bunch of scrap lumber left over, right? The one thing that my family does is out back in the summertime have fires. I had all this extra lumber, have no place for it, just just some scrap, and I went out, and he went out back, and I started a fire tonight out in the snow. And uh, I'm out there, I'm attending to it, I'm just throwing all this freaking lumber on, and then maybe 45 minutes in, possibly an hour, I come back inside, just get out of the cold for a little bit, right? Right. And uh, so I'm here, I'm firing up my computer for this interview with you tonight, and all of a sudden, for all you people that, well, I mean, I guess everybody cannot see this, but 45 degree angle to my left right now, only about eight, 10 feet away is my front door. And this, and there was a bang, bang, bang right on my window. And, and my two children are sleeping right now, right up from the door. And uh, I'm like, what the heck's going on? You know, it's a little bit late out. And uh, I go over to, to the door and sure enough, there's two police officers. Oh, it's snap this literally just happened and i'm fired up so i'm like okay what the heck's going on so i go over at the door there's a guy and there's a lady there all dressed up in their gear and uh somebody called the cops on me for having an unattended fire out back of my house oh wow i don't know some neighbor of mine i don't know who it was some jaybrone out there called the cops on me and i was out there for an hour straight i come inside for 10 minutes and the cops are at my door because somebody sees that there's a fire now which wasn't even big it's not like i'm having a bonfire you now i got houses around me and such but i came inside for 10 minutes and the freaking police came to my house you know i saw this going one of two different ways i would have thought when you said you were outside throwing wood on your pile i originally thought that you were then going to say you're going to write your name in the snow and then, then the second thing that, was that's an idea after this show. Now, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. I gotta teach. I gotta teach my son how to do these things. Yeah, put that down on your notepad. <laughs> that of the year. The second thing was when I heard the bang on the door. I honestly thought it was going to be a stripper gram. But then once you said it was male <laughs> and woman, I'm like, oh man, he had double duty coming in. <laughs> Let's party. <laughs> I don't think that that was. Uh, uh, I hope I didn't disappoint you because that's definitely not what happened. Well, you know what? I, I, will, I will not lose sleep over it, uh, but the visual in my mind will forever be there. Where you the are, potential of you are welcome. <laughs> so today I want to chat with you a little bit about. Oh, actually, before that, hold on. Before that stuff, why don't you tell the folks how we originally met? <clears throat> well, uh, I was previously on your show. Uh, we uh, last spoke about the Mount Rushmore professional wrestling. And we said that uh, when we previously met, I was searching around. And it was, I think it was actually Blog Talk Radio. BlogTalkRadio.com. And I was searching in for pro wrestling talk shows, and lo and behold, this lonely, scrappy 
no good beginner jabroni podcaster which <laughs> only had one caller throughout the whole show if i remember correctly yeah and he he decided to talk to me for probably the length of the whole show <laughs> it was the longest phone call ever taken in the history of radio <laughs> slash podcasting it was and that's saying something that's outside of a guest because i wasn't a guest i was just a listener you were the very first, and uh, after that, I had some other ones, but nobody got the same, nobody got the airtime that you did. This is very true. Cool. I, I, I hope you that. know that, and I hope you appreciate that. I do very much. Thank you. And I appreciate the fact that you gave me content when I didn't know what the heck I was doing. Hey, just feed <laughs> the machine, baby. Those are some good days back then, man. That was the Wild West of pod- podcasting. It wasn't even podcasting then. It was internet radio, if you remember. It was. It was. Podcasts so really, you were were... just really taken off back in 2007. And that's like, obviously, the launch of like when the original like iPads or iPads, iPods were coming out and such like that, too. So it was it was a crazy, crazy time. So in a weird way, you and I are like, freaking pioneers man we, we are definitely pioneers we are uh what, what is it called uh podcast papas <laughs> we're podcast papas absolutely we, we've already conquered that frontier and yet debating about returning once more well, and here you are you brought up that we spoke about the mount rushmore of wrestling or if we are the patriarchs of podcasting are we are, are we on the mount rushmore of podcasting uh I believe we once were on that high pedestal, but as time changes and evolution happens, we may have faltered off just ever so slightly, but I'm not putting ourselves down to that extent. I'm just saying there have been some massive improvements since you and I have taken over the airways. Can we lie to people and say that we are? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well then let's lie to him. We are on, folks, you were listening to two members who were on the Mount Rushmore of podcasting. Can't argue with fake news. <laughs> oh man, this is just going to be nuts. So I had you on here today because obviously you're a huge pro wrestling fan. I'm a huge pro wrestling fan. And that's what we do, man. We are wrestling fans, and we talk crap on it. We love it. We don't know why at times. That's why I wanted to have you on here today. Is there a better time? Past 20 years, has there been a better time to be a wrestling fan than right now? Because if you think about it, in 20, like 20 years ago, in 1999, that's when, you know, things for WCW were starting to get like a little, you know, starting to slip off a little bit more and more and more and more. So, so. So the war at that time was not even as hot and heavy as it was, say, 96, 97, 98. Correct. So has there been a better time in the past 20 years to be a wrestling fan than right now with everything that's going on? Uh, for me, I think one of the best times it was. I'm probably going to be the only mark out there is when WWE uh, relaunched w- or, excuse me, ECW. WWE, ECW. I was probably the only massive fan of that whole collaboration. I thought it was the coolest thing because originally it had all the ECW originals. It gave us CM Punk. It gave us Kofi Kingston. It gave us Sheamus. 
and we saw all these people just start coming up through the ranks, and I thought, you know what, this is actually a really good farm team, the original NXT. I thought that point in time, in my opinion, was a was a high point because you had three different championships, and it was and it was condensed down to an hour. ECW one hour, easy to follow. You're done. Sit there, watch Sandman beat the hell out of somebody, and go on go on amongst your day. And plus, you also had Mr. McMahon as champion. That is great A entertainment. How big of a fan of McMahon are you? Oh, he, I love Vince so much. I actually wrote my senior paper on Vince McMahon, and I got I did say that I have an eighty five percent on that paper out of a hundred. You're the only man in the history of the universe to have to write a to do their senior research project on, on Mr. Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Yeah, and uh, around that time too, uh, it's right after the XFL first time faltered. Is that going to be a success? Yes. You think so? Yes, I'm going to tell you why. Because after this year's Super Bowl of the Patriots and the Rams, and how horribly boring that was, I think the XFL is going to capitalize on that. I mean, if you love defensive battles, it was probably your cup of tea, and you probably loved it. However, outside of that, it, it was just literally painful. Yeah, that was a little bit of a stinker, that, that's for sure. <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, I actually put a post out immediately after the Super Bowl, I, I believe it was. But the best football game played that night was in a TV commercial. Oh, absolutely. With all, with all the legends. Absolutely it was. So for the XFL to succeed... What do you think they needed to do differently? I think because, you know, so the first go-around, first episode, whatever the heck it was, boom, Titantron. They got the great one there. Yes. I, I think 100, 110% they can't have anything even remotely close to wrestling involved with it because that's one of the things that a lot of people, people remember about it is, Yes, it was a pro football league, quote unquote, whatever. But they had to bring their own world into. In order for it to succeed, it's got to be two separate things: wrestling to never be spoken about. I mean, maybe bring in a JR for like one game or something or whatever. But as a strictly commentator role with like no slobber knockers, no nothing, keep everything wrestling related completely out of anything XFL related. Agreed. I 100% agree with that. Uh, we knew something was going on with Vince when he sold off a good chunk of stock and started up Alpha Entertainment, which then turned into the child that is known as the XFL. And there have been inklings over the internet for a long time that he wanted to redo it in, in a in recent interview that he set, had he originally said that he wanted to redo the XFL the moment he closed it down and restarted back up. He said he he learned from his mistakes, and you are correct when he says you have to keep wrestling with wrestling and football with football. He said that was his mistake that he did, and he has learned from that. They have to be two separate entities. You cannot. It's going to be like the Hatfields and McCoys, and you just have to keep them far away from each other as humanly possible for there to be peace and prosperity. You know, the one thing I never, uh, those are great points, yeah, absolutely. The one thing that I never understood, or, I'm sorry, not that I didn't understand, but I just never knew, what 
he actually made a couple bucks off of it. He was in the positive after that season. Well, the, I never knew that. I never that's knew crazy. that either. The ever popular something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard. They were talking about the XFL on an episode. Him and Mr. Conrad Thompson. Bruce Pritchard was there for the whole thing. Told he wasn't supposed to be a part of the XFL at all. Ended up being there like the entire time. But uh, in the end, Vince actually made a couple bucks. He didn't lose anything. Well, that is a testament to his marketing genius. And plus, I, he had I, a write-off. I don't know for... how the guy does it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Is there any... I mean, okay, we got WrestleMania on its way, right? Yeah. Just a little while away. And we got all this AEW stuff going on, which I would like to get into because it excites the heck out of me, I'm not going to lie. The things that AEW are doing right now, signing talent, using social media to a T... Is this anything going to take the eyes off of Mania? Because I believe they're going to do something right around Mania time. Maybe the same freaking day, same freaking night. Maybe put something on. Who knows? But how scared do you think the Fed is? Over uh, the, over, over everything. Well, the only is thing... Is it the first time ever that they're, like, maybe legit scared? Because I don't think they were with WCW. I think maybe for, you know, 83 weeks... But other than that, you know, I, I mean, I think Vince always knew without a, a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, you know what? This industry is mine, baby. Nobody can take it from me, baby. But now all of a sudden we got some young studs here that are hungry and want to give you actual wrestling and not sports entertainment. Uh, well, you have to remember, too, Vince also took on TNA head-to-head when TNA went live on Monday nights. And he virtually just crushed him when he brought Brad Hart back for what? whatever it was like 10 12 years and just yeah. sat there and it's like all right we're gonna play hardball and we're gonna do it like this and crushed him the first night and he says we're gonna have to pull out our a game well actually i wouldn't even call it a game i called like a b game because that was just earth shattering and i would not want to see vince's a game if he had to go head to head against tna back when they went live because that would have just been catastrophic I don't remember how specifically long TNA went head-to-head with WWE. It was not long. It, it, it was a cup of coffee before they uh, tucked tail and ran. <clears throat> now, as for AEW, uh, I'm excited for the brand. I don't believe Vince is concerned. I believe that it's probably a, it's a good time right now to be a wrestling fan. However, until AEW uh, puts out a match card or wherever they're having a venue, they are just right now a t-shirt company. I mean, but, dude, 10,000 people, man, in the Sears Center. Which is phenomenal. I'm not not knocking that. Post All In, can you still say that it's a t-shirt company? Well, Post All In, yeah. I can say that that uh, that was not a t-shirt company. I'm saying right now until they have a match card. Once they have a match you. card, and say so, like we have this venue book, and now this is who's on the card. Until that point in time, they're just pumping out t-shirts. Look, it is February 27th right now. We got AEW Double or Nothing coming up in just a short while. First show. That being said, at this date, at this time, at 10:31 p.m. on Wednesday. How long is AEW going to last? 
Uh, I think they're gonna they're gonna hang on there. They're gonna be like that uh, TNA where you just can't kill it. But I feel like it's gonna be more successful because it has Cody and it has the Young Bucks and it's got Kenny and it's got it's got Jericho. And right now with everybody that the that WWE has and they have been. Many people have been asking for their releases, and all of a sudden, as soon as they ask for their release, they're magically thrown into storylines and given TV time. its I don't know if it's more of an empty threat or if they feel threatened that they will jump ship over to AEW. They don't even consider TNA, obviously, a threat in the competition anymore. I believe more focus is being given to AEW now. And with that said... Uh, there was a quote that just came out, I want to say earlier this week or last week, whichever it was, that um, Bully Ray, Bubba Ray, went out and said that this is a prime time for independent wrestling, which I agree with, and whatever Cody Rhodes does, people will eat. And the exact quote was, if Cody Rhodes sat there and shit out bricks, people would go out there and buy it and believe in it. How can you argue with that right now? The guy's on top of the world. He is. For the first time, he made seven figures, and he did it on his own without Vince. Absolutely. He's got his father's mentality inside of him. You mentioned real quick about about Impact not even being a player anymore. I was on one website a couple hours ago, and there was a drop-down menu. It says there's wrestling news on it. You click on it, and then there's a drop-down, and then you, you, you pick your brand. Obviously, the Fed is number one. Number two is AEW. Three is New Japan. Oh. Four, four is Art. Four is Ring of Honor. Five is Impact. And no, and it's not alphabetical order. It's just and probably what gets the most clicks. Impact is so far gone; it's not even a thought of anymore. I, I honestly, I was never a fan. I never really watched. Maybe some of two thousand nine when they had their best years and their best talent roster yes i watched a little bit of that but i've never been you know oh man wait a second look what time it is i gotta go watch impact never and i've never been that guy but they're number five on this website and probably number five in the world it's terrible the only time I, I, don't, I don't know i don't know how they stay afloat the only time i was interested in tna was when they had broken Matt. And I said, uh, much like everybody else in professional wrestling at that point in time, said, this character is amazing. It was phenomenal. It was changing the world. He had a cult following better than anybody. And then after that, when TNA was uh, getting expunged for the umpteenth time, yeah, they they blew it. I mean, that's just poor marketing. What does AEW have to do to... Is it smart for them to try to push show on on Monday night? No. I, I agree. I would. There's no way I would do that. No, no way at all. No, that, that would be just pure career suicide. Uh, I mean, it would be something maybe if they did something before Monday night. If they do it maybe around the 7 o'clock hour, I don't know. 
possibly maybe even Wednesday, only because on Wednesday they don't, they would only have to go up against uh, NXT, but that's only on the network too. So you, if you're a subscriber or not, you're really not missing too much. You can always go back and rewatch NXT on the network. So or my, yeah. or have it on Wednesday or have the show on Wednesdays because that's my day off and yeah. I'd be able to watch it. How about that? That's a pretty freaking wonderful idea. Hey, that works out too. See what I mean? I think we're on to something. Hey, it's got lights. Hey, you know, we might be able to get into the wrestling business. What do you think? See, we're bringing up all these ideas. We could just DM Cody. Just license to print money right there. Hey, Cody, Todd needs off. Just throw it on Wednesday. Throw it on a Wednesday. AEW was talking about, you know, like, what was going, like, actually more, it was Mr. Khan, actually, who said, hey, what was the most exciting time of wrestling? It was the Attitude Era. That was the most exciting time to be a fan. Everybody and their brother was watching the highest ratings of all time. And now, here the Fed is. A complete 180 from that. Nobody is doing what they did in the late 90s. And uh, if I read right today, they're t- that's the approach they're going to take is, you know, what worked in the Attitude Era. So if we see something like that again, is the Fed no longer going to be PG? I mean, how, how could they be? Well, as of right now, uh, they have been pushing that PG limit a little bit more and more, slowly but surely. Yes, they have. Yes, you, you, that little that little nudge made a lot of people salivate, and I I highly doubt that they would go that route, but I think they would definitely push the boundaries of it. I mean, Vince is not afraid to take a risk here and there. No, he's not. But you know, also like. Guys are not allowed to bleed anymore either. Absolutely. I mean, you can still get edgy without bleeding. I know. I originally when I first heard that, hey, you know, AEW is starting on January first on the Being the Elite show. Do you watch that, by the way? Uh, uh, I do not have it on my television at the moment. Well, no, that's a YouTube series. Oh, that's oh, Being the Elite. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. I do watch yeah. it. I am. I apologize. I find that that show so freaking awesome. And, you know, there was a bunch of rumors and stuff. And then their episode for New Year's, whenever they finally announced AEW is actually happening. I'll be honest with you, man. I thought, okay, maybe a year. You know, just because how powerful that engine is on the other side. But now you got all these guys that they're signing, all these legit talents. And indie wrestlers, man, do they know how to market. They know how to get their names out there. And the people that they're signing like legit wrestling fans know and uh it's guys that you've heard of and you know you know social media is like our old school wrestling magazines anymore absolutely they're not like the after magazines or whatnot you know how would you hear about a guy before i was uh pro wrestling illustrated or you, wrestling insider whatever it is you you got a tape from a buddy or you went to whatever uh, video store was out there and you just picked up a copy and started watching. And now everybody can hear about these guys. If you're a wrestling fan, if you are just, you know, I only watch WWE. If that's how you are, 
it doesn't matter because at some point with everything that you're going to read and everything that you're going to see, you're going to hear about other guys. You're going to hear about an Omega, maybe even Chuck Taylor and a Trent Barretta as a tactic. You don't, you're going to hear about these guys because of social media. I think hearing them, them now being signed to another promotion. You know what? I've heard about that guy. All right. I'm going to flip on over. Oh, hey, here's AEW. Hey, look, there's sexy Chucky T. Okay. Yeah, there's sexy, there's sexy Chuck Taylor right there. So, I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting. I'm really excited to see what's going to happen. But one thing I cannot stand is waiting to find out what the TV deal is going to be. That's the money. That's what's going to set them off or ultimately be their demise, I think. I 100% agree. It depends on what market. Uh, if they do something much like the WWE Network, uh, that is a whole separate entity that I know honestly nothing about uh, as much as I would love to know. But that is all up to Cody and the Bucks to uh, figure out, and I wish them nothing but the best on that, uh, that they hopefully do succeed because competition makes everybody stronger and better. The wrestling fan needs this to succeed. Because there's only one option here in the States. Yes, you can watch New Japan. That's awesome. I try to every chance I get. But if we're being real, there's one promotion here. Just one. Yeah, there's Ring of Honor and stuff, but you don't you don't get the opportunity to see that. Someone in Boise, Idaho is not really going to have the opportunity to watch ROH. But you can always watch the Fed. Absolutely. And the wrestling fan needs AEW to happen because I'm sorry, like something has to happen with these freaking 20 minute segments of Star Raw or SmackDown when someone's talking for 20 minutes, just bumping the gums about nothing. And then you have a run in it. It's just remember WWF superstars. Hey, the show will come on. Hey, you know what? There's a match. Yeah, it might have been Dino Bravo, but still there was a match going on. You know, I just, I think if, if the gentlemen from AEW pay attention to everybody's complaints and they're wrestling fans too. Yeah, they're in the game, but they're ultimately wrestling fans. I don't care about all the talking at the middle. I'm sure they don't either. So therefore, if they, if they cut the, if they cut the chatter in half, boom, show's probably already better because they got equally as good talent there already. So if they just cut down the chatter, actually add more product, give men more and women more time on TV. Even if if every match gets five extra minutes, I'm sorry, they're smoking raw right out of the water. I'm going to have to agree with you. It's, it goes honestly right back to the XFL theory I had. Uh, with that uh, Super Bowl that we just had and how boring it was, the XFL, I know it's going to sit there, capitalize, and learn from the NFL mistakes. It's just like AEW is going to do. They're going to sit there, analyze, find the faults, and make it better. It's it's just one hand washing the other. That's all it is to it. In this situation, all they have to do is pay attention. And the fact of the matter is they've had Cody, who worked there for eight, nine years, he, you know, he understands exactly how the game works. He understands all the complaints, I'm sure, and what people like and what they don't like. The good thing is they have they have control now, and they can eliminate all the negatives and just bang, come in right from the get-go with 
you know, every positive that they've ever heard and avoid all the criticism that the Fed gets with too much mic time, not enough wrestling. Absolutely. Now you got to sit there and figure out who from WWE would you like to uh, extend a warm AEW welcome to? I'm sure within a year we're probably going to see... Um, within a year, I'm sure we're probably going to see a couple folks go. I hate that they screw with the revival. I I I absolutely love those guys because I'm an old school wrestling fan at heart. That's my favorite. They could take all this stuff right now and shove it. I'm a legit wrestling fan, not a sports entertainment fan. And uh, you know, just those guys in the Bucks because their slogan, you know, no flips, just fists. Well. What the heck did the Bucks do? So I think that would be absolutely awesome. Okay. There's a bunch of guys that they could get, and there's a bunch of guys that deserve it. That deserve an opportunity. The only other person I can really think of right now is the man who's been on the mat, and or at least on the fence, I should say, uh, Ambrose, Dean Ambrose, John Moxley. John, Mo- I was just gonna say John Moxley. Thank you for calling him that. By the way, I still call him John Moxley, and I'll be around somebody or something. Who you wouldn't understand? You're not a real fan. You don't know who John Moxley is. Check out CZW. <laughs> Wait, man, you're in New York. Yes. Are you go? Are you going to Mania? Uh, I honestly looked into it. However, with it being across the state, I live in Rochester, New York. Uh, it Rochester to put into a area where people would know if you look to Buffalo on your west side, then you would have Rochester right in the middle. And then beyond that would be Syracuse. We are like right in the middle. And New York City is downstate, uh, all the way down past Jersey. And that's uh, about a good 12-hour drive or so. Wait, 12-hour drive to where? New York, New Jersey. From you? Uh, no, it's not. No well, way. Well, if you take the train. It took me five hours to get to your wedding. Well, we're coming from a longer distance. I don't know. You, I don't listen. You New Yorkers. You know, from the way you guys drive, you think you'd be anywhere in a half hour. I've been there a lot. Well, this is true. I mean, you can get anywhere in Rochester in a half hour. It doesn't take too long, in all honesty. <laughs> But as for Mania, it was looked into, and sadly, uh, with prices and what they currently are right now, it, oh my it's gosh, just not feasible. It is just looking, not feasible. I was uh, talking with my brother, and it's our dream to go to WrestleMania together, a WrestleMania. And so we're, we're texting back and forth and stuff, and... And he said, man, I don't know when it's going to be this close again because I am in Central PA for all you listeners right there. And it's in Jersey this year. It's a three and a half hour drive from me. And you know, I, I was like, man, all right, fine, screw it. I got a Ticketmaster, best available seat, $6,021. Best, best available seat. Well, you know, all right, fine. I don't need the best available seat then if it's, if it's six grand for a ticket. So let me get the lowest price. Ticketmaster right now, $981. Yeah, it's outrageous. Just, just below nosebleed, by the way. So not only would you go and spend a boatload of dough, but you would also need to bring your binoculars. I mean, I oh, went, 
I went to uh, 30 in New Orleans. And that, what? Yes, I, I... What? Yeah, I was in Mania in New Orleans when Taker lost and Daniel Bryan won the title. What? I was there. Sure? Uh, I got pictures to show that I was there. Well, why don't I remember this? Uh, I thought because I told it was you. A long, because, it's because I'm getting older. I'm in my 30s and have grays now. That's why. I can't remember it. Nope, I was there. Uh, I was... I went in for the fan access. I How is that, by the way? Is that really cool? It was really, really cool. I signed up to go see Punk, and of course, that was the year that he quit. And so I was replaced by uh, with uh, Ric Flair. Wow, what a terrible trade. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I'm a huge Punk fan, by the way. But, I mean, that's Nate's, man. Yeah, absolutely. So we, I went there, saw Nate, and then that was Saturday, Sunday was Mania, and then stayed for Monday, Night Raw, when uh, Paige made her debut and won the championship from AJ. Dude, you saw history in two nights. I know I did. I, I Who else? I saw the preview of uh, Adam Rose. The re- I saw Adam Rose a couple of months ago. How is and, good uh, old Leo Kruger doing? Not going to lie, man. I don't mean this in like a... Any, like, Mean way towards the guy or nothing. I'm sure he's a great guy. I know he had problems and stuff. But, uh, he looked like crap. Oh. Legit. <laughs> Legit. He looked terrible. He just, I don't know, man. Just something about him. Poor guy. He's, he didn't look like himself, yeah. Like, from his time away, um, to, like, the, the time I saw him a couple months ago, he didn't age very well. I don't know what it was, but. Well, that's slightly depressing. Yeah, I was I, I was shocked to see the guy, and then I'm like, oh, wait, who is that? <laughs> like, I didn't recognize him at first, you know? His hair is all short and stuff now, but... Yeah, man, you witnessed history, but I do gotta ask one thing, because, like, the World Series for me, like, the Major League Baseball World Series is, like, my like my go-to for everything. Yeah. But my, my second favorite thing in the world... When it comes to some sort of entertainment, is the the Hall of Fame induction? Yes. Did you get to go to the Hall of Fame? I uh, the problem was with the Hall of Fame was that it was the same night at the fan access, so I chose seeing Punk over the Hall of Fame. What? Yes. Like so, I said, I'm a huge Punk fan, but what? How be ever though? Because of that, uh. I was I was just kind of just walking around, and all of a sudden, here comes good old uh, Seth Rollins just coming down, sitting at a table, and I dead sprinted over, and I was like one of the first people to get his autograph before the lines formed. So I was able to say I got a future Hall of Famer's autograph. Well, that's pretty awesome. Was he a nice guy? Oh, he was phenomenal. Yeah. Really cool, down to earth. That's when he had the blonde streak running through his hair. Tyler Black was a heck of a performer in ROH. He was, yes. Oh man, he was awesome. He still he is was today. Incredible. Yeah, he's he's not too bad. I heard he changed his name though. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So, dude, the Honky's going in. My Mount Rushmore professional wrestling. I told you. <laughs> yes, you did. I, I said well, the man I, I mean, There can only be one greatest intercontinental champion of all time. Thank you very much. 
However, got, now, who would you have him be? A who would indunk? Indunk. Who would indict? Indict. Yeah, right. No, we just got over that. That's... Who would introduce Honky into the Hall of Fame? Because well, there's only first... two people that come to mind. I mean, it has to be Jimmy Hart. That's what I was thinking. Do Maybe you... Peggy Sue? Eh, possibly. <laughs> I got long sideburns and my hair slicked back. I'm coming to your town in my pink Cadillac. I'm just a honky-tonk man. Oh, I sing. I still. I. He's a honky-tonk man. I still sing. I still sing that daily. I'm driving in a car by myself, and I'll just for no reason. I got a long sideburns and my hair slicked back. All the time. Uh, the only other person that I could humanly think of would maybe be Lawler. Uh, they don't like each other. I heard they put a kibosh. They did. Maybe, you know. You know. People say Elvis isn't really dead. Wouldn't that be wild? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be crazy? That'd be insane. This is the most professional podcast in history. <laughs> Just go off whatever tangent you want to go on. <laughs> oh, I do. I definitely do. Oh man, yeah. So like, like the the Hall of Fame for me is I'm I'm, I'm telling you, it is like the greatest thing in the world. If I had the opportunity to say, hey Todd, here look, look, Mister Todd Cast the man, here you go. You got tickets to WrestleMania. You can bring as many and how many people as you want, or you can bring as many people as you want to the Hall of Fame. If you I'm, I'm sorry, but if you're on my list, like you're going to the Hall of Fame, I would much rather go to the Hall of Fame because these guys just meant so freaking much to me growing up. And uh, I don't know, man. Just I, who else needs to go in the Hall of Fame? Well, there's still some there's still some rumors of some people going out, and I understand that this thing's in Jersey. But if Taz goes in before guys like Rick Martell or somebody, I'm gonna be jacked. Uh, is, I don't know if Rick Rude even is in there or not. Who? Rick Rude. Yeah, he's in. Is he in? Yeah. Oh. I think he, I think he went in last year. Who else needs to go in though? Oh, everybody else now is surprised, in all honesty, to make you scratch your head and say, why wasn't he already in there? Because everybody knows the big one was Macho for not being in there. And now we won't speak. There. We won't speak about why on this show. I've already been kicked off the air for over a year. <laughs> but okay, this thing's in Jersey, and why isn't Bam Bam Bigelow going in? He's from Mansbury Park. Maybe even DDP. You know, my first ever like radio appearance, not even pocket. Like before I even had the PWH on the Pro Wrestling Hour on Blog Talk, my first ever. Radio gig was on ESPN 1050 at a Williamsport, Pennsylvania, and the day that I was on there, very first time ever, the first thing I had to do was announce the death of Bam Bam Bigelow. That's kind of so, heavy. Yeah, I, I know, right? I was like, oh man, this guy is like my freaking, you know, he's in, in, in my mind, he's the best big man of all time. Vader, you can probably throw Vader in there. Oh, 100%. He's my number two. But I think Bam Bam was just, like, the things he did. Vader did a bunch of stuff, but I think, like, the art aspect of it, make, like, not really taking a guy's head off and all this other stuff, I think Scott Bigelow was just absolutely incredible. And my favorite wrestler of all time, Bret Hart, agrees. So maybe, Or maybe I'm agreeing with him. That's probably it. But, yeah, 
hopefully he goes in. They're saying Taz, and I also heard the Hart Foundation. The Hart Foundation. Well, yeah, I could possibly see the Hart Foundation in there. Right now, I think that I think, think they need to go in. Oh, without a doubt, they always have to have a tag team that goes in there. But here's the thing: is that the only way? So the British Bulldog is not in. Right. Davy Boy is not in himself. Did they put in like the 1997 Hart Foundation? And then maybe that's how Bulldog gets in. Maybe that's how Brian Pillman gets in. Jim Neidhart, if they're not doing just the original Hart Foundation. And, I mean, would Martha Hart be okay with finally maybe putting him in this way with the rest of his family? I have no idea. Probably not. Probably not. She hates the family, but still. Oh, so much. But, uh... I would probably assume and say it's safe to say that it would be the original Hart Foundation. Nightheart, Brett, and Jimmy. That's what I think's going to happen, but I just... I feel like there are so many guys that go in, like, okay. Coco? Coco, yeah, you were cool, man. I used to love watching Frankie, too. But I'm sorry, you, Davey Boy Smith was better than you. You know what I mean? You know who needs to be in there? The Conquistador. I'm going to end this. If you say the Conquistadors need to be in the Hall of Fame. The Conquistadors <laughs> need to be in there. Without what, a doubt. What have they done? They've done everything. They've come back That's multiple times. That's like saying the Ding Dongs from 1991 need to go in. They've the come Hall back multiple times, reinvented themselves over and over and over again. And did what? Well, let's see. How many different Conquistadors have we had? We've had Kurt recently, we had Ed and Christian, we had the Hardys, we had the original Conquistadors. I mean... Could that could that be the greatest faction of all time? I would be all part of the family. Uh, I mean, if, yeah, I mean Brett, if you put it that way, there's a couple Hall of Famers in there already. I mean, nobody ever knows who the who the Conquistadors are. are. They are timeless. <laughs> Oh my goodness, dude! I think it's really cool for the industry that AEW is paying men and women the same. I think that I mean, I, I think that's from. If you were to go back twenty years ago, I'd say no, absolutely not. You know, um, but I think nowadays, with this quote-unquote women's revolution that is not just happening in the Fed. I mean, it's popular there. It's all other promoters are going to try to make it popular there too. And, uh, I, I think it's cool for the ladies that finally, you know, Hey, if we go to this place, we're not going to be looked at as a B player. We're going to be an A player and we're going to be making a player money. I think that's incredibly healthy for the industry and it will make others perform even harder because, you know, hey, if I bust my tail and AEW notices me, I go make top player money. What's Absolutely. your thoughts on that? I, uh, I 100% agree. Uh, I mean, equal pay is a very nice thing to have. There is no, he makes X amount and she makes C amount. It's all just one slab base rate. Everybody's treated equal. Everyone has pretty much the same guaranteed contract. Everybody should have bonuses at the same time. I mean, it's a phenomenal and unheard of 
uh, thing to have in such a age and time in professional wrestling. I think things are just healthy all around. But, you know, I just realized something. Whenever we started talking here, yeah, I mentioned that you were from the Atomic Drop Show, and uh, which is a stable blog talk radio. That's That show started a very long time ago. And uh, you can still archive our, all of our old episodes if you go to blogtalkradio.com and search the Atomic Drop Show. And there's even there's how many I co-hosted with you guys two or three times. I several believe. times, several times, several times. You got any news about the Atomic Drop Show for these people who may not have listened? Why don't you tell the people of the Toddcast about the Atomic Drop Show? People that you have had on, people or places that you have gone. Tell the people about Atomic Drop. Uh, the Atomic Drop Show is hosted by myself, Justin Time, alongside my partner, Kyle Cruz, who has since moved from sunny California down to the east coast of sunny Orlando. And we have been uh, co-hosts of the show together since 2007, 2008. And... We have actually just been invited to go to a, for lack of better terms, a mini star cast out here in western New York, out near Niagara Falls. And I feel like it's no better time than ever to sit here and after months and years of hemming and hawing over the Atomic Drop Show, bringing it back, that we will actually be bringing back the Atomic Drop Show. And I'm proud to announce it right here on the Toddcast. Oh, man. Wait, so did you say you're going to, like, a mini StarCast? It's like a mini StarCast, and... Wait, wait, is this the, the Western New York PodCon? It is the Western New York PodCon. How did you know about that? Wait a second. Is this the first ever Western New York podcast convention? It is. It's, it's right next to Niagara Falls. Yeah. Wait. By the like, by the Niagara Falls. By the Niagara Falls. I've been there a time or two. I can tell you much. By wait. So you're saying Niagara Falls, like the tourist attraction, Niagara Falls. The the American side and the Canadian side, right next to Turning Stone Casino. Which is on the American side, which well, we are not really, getting any payoff from. What's really funny about the Western New York PodCon is it's the first time ever that there is a podcast convention in that area. The very first one, the very first time, and the Atomic Drop Show is going to be present as well as Todd Orndorf on the Toddcast. Wait, I will what? see you there, my friend. No. The, I signed my name on the dotted line, sunshine. Oh. I'm going to be there hot and heavy. Oh, wow, man. It's official. My name has been signed on that dotted line, and I will be there. And the cool thing about Western New York PodCon, folks, is it's going to be live podcasts. These podcasters, as well as myself, are going to be doing mini podcast shows in front of a live audience to interact with y'all for all you guys to come out, see your favorite podcast host, and... May even be some big names there, even bigger than Sir Justin Time and the talented Todd Orndor from Todd Orndor from the Toddcast. There may be names bigger than us there, Justin. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how it could be any bigger than what we have right now. I mean, that right uh, there, it, just pay the price of admission to get in. Folks, I highly suggest 
that on August 3rd, Western New York PodCon in Niagara, New York. Come check Niagara it out. Niagara Falls. Niagara Falls. Isn't that the same thing? Nope. It's not Niagara Falls, New York. All right, guys, go on over to Niagara Falls, New York. Check out the Western New York PodCon. Come meet us. Come say hey. If you listen to my show, come say hey. I will gladly want to see you. I will have merch there myself for you all to check out. The Atomic Drop Show is going to be there, and they will have stuff to check out. Hey, man, I got an idea. What's your idea? I got this great idea. You're from New York. Very much so. Born and raised. from I am not from New York. We all can't be perfect. (laughs) There's only one, and you're looking at him. So you're from New York. I'm from Pennsylvania. I'm going to be invading your territory. I'm going to be doing a podcast, a mini podcast, in front of folks. I'm going to need someone else to talk to or someone else to, like, you know, someone else to jive with up on stage. And I'm thinking I might need Sir Justin Time there. To the the guy who originally brought this idea to me could be on the mini podcast for my show, man. What do you think? You, you you can't see this right now, but physically, my hand is reaching out to your hand subliminally, just like Dusty Rhodes is. My hand touches your my hand. My hand is touching your hands. Oh, I, yeah. I I I'm feeling I'm feeling like the mega powers coming together. That that Ooh. Hulk. That savage handshake, man. I, I'm feeling the electricity. I, I, I'm jolting. I love this idea. You know, the fact of the matter is, this is this is history. This is huge this history. Is, this is legit history. There's, I mean, podcasts are at its peak right now, and there and yeah, sarcasm is a hit. So what's going on? You know what? Sarcasm can't be everywhere. So people create opportunities and opportunities for other podcasters. And the cool thing about the Western New York PodCon is it's not just going to be. Yeah, you know what? You're listening to a wrestling type podcast right now, but it's not going to be just a wrestling podcast. It's going to be about anything and everything. So there's something for everybody. So come on out, meet your favorite podcasters. Come say hey to me. Go say hi to Sir Justin Time from the Atomic Drop Show. Our booths might even be side by side. You might just hey Todd, hey I'm over here talking to Justin, but hey Todd, you know it's gonna be cool. You're gonna get to meet a lot of people. You're gonna get to hear a lot of different podcasts, hear people's styles because that's a big thing about podcasts is people's styles. How they are on the microphone. If they just talk like this, you might not listen to them. But for some people, they might like that stuff. All now, right? I have one question for you. How you doing? How you doing? Uh, you're going to have a gimmick table there, right? Holy smokes, you better freaking believe it. And since you have a gimmick table, will you have some of your amazing uh, dry rub there? I may. Will it be reloaded? Some... You know what? I might reload everything around. I reloaded I reloaded every meal I had today. I mean, how how can you not when you have the ability to shill one of the greatest dry rubs out there? Listen. If y'all don't know what this man is talking about right now, there's something wrong with him, and that means you don't listen to my show enough. The fact of the matter is he's talking about reload rub and seasoning. You know what? If your food sucks and you're a crappy cook i suggest you go to reloadrub.com order yourself some of the best rubs actually what am i saying the best rubs out on the market right now and if you do so for listening to this show i'll save you some money go to 
go to checkout, type in promo code Todd at T-O-D-D, and I'll save you some money. I'll even save you 10%. How about that? What a deal. What a deal. And you can only get that if you listen to Todd Order on the podcast. Now, what, say what I, happens that I have a mountain lion that I accidentally shot and killed and then was able to harvest. Would I be see, able if I, to, would I be I able would, to use Reloaded on that lean meat? I reload cucumbers, bro. Oh, wow. Cucumbers, and it's a rub and seasoning company. Yeah, of course you can put it on mountain lion fangs and canines. I'm, I'm sold. I'm sold. The only thing is I wouldn't accidentally shoot a mountain lion. I'd kill it with my bare hands. That's a man's man. I can't compete with that. <laughs> or North Armbar puts them down all the time. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> all right, man. Well, in closing, I just want to say thank you very much for coming on, man. It's always a pleasure talking to you. It's – it's uh something that I would like to have a little more often on the show because look, man, sports of my life. Pro wrestling has been my life forever, but you know what? There is one thing I wanted to ask you and I did forget. So before we close, I'm going to ask you something else. I love that. When we get on the microphone, things just go boom. We, we jump yeah. here. We jump well, there. They go boom, I don't right. have a, pl- I don't have a platform on this thing. No, my itinerary is want- already out the window inside of that fire. You drew- did earlier today. <laughs> Well, I might be able to save it because somebody made me put the fire out. I, I, there is one thing I did want to ask you. Cause I don't think I ever asked you this. And okay. I want to ask you real quick before we before we go. What is? Can you remember the first match you ever saw? Oh yes. Uh, the very first match was on Superstars. It was. I could actually tell you what it was that got me hooked. It was. Was it Barry Horowitz? It was not Barry. Okay. It was when Smoking Guns versus the Godwins in Sunny Got Slopped was the first image of professional wrestling I have ever saw. <laughs> and from that moment is what hooked me. It was from then on. So that that was it. If there's no slop, I ain't coming back. That's it. I remember, I wasn't even four years old yet. I was born December 22nd, 1986, a.k.a. the best Christmas gift my mom ever got. And WrestleMania six warrior Hogan was the first match. I can like visually in my mind, remember seeing I wasn't, I wasn't even four years old yet, but that's for me because I'm like such, such a fan. It, it It's cool to see like where people's love for this thing first started. And for me, it was that hands down. It was just warrior Hogan, but that's cool, man. Smoking gun and Sonny getting sloth. That's I've never had anybody say that to me before, that that was their moment. But you know what? There's only one just in time, too. This is very true. It was was on Saturday night, and... Oh, actually, it was Saturday morning, and then all of a sudden, here comes uh, good old Sonny, and then uh, Farouk with the Nerf helmet. (laughs) That gladiator helmet. The gladiator helmet. And those are, like, the first two images that... Uh, stuck in my mind, and my very first Raw that I have ever saw was the main event of The Undertaker versus Salvatore Sincere. Sal Salvatore Sincere. Sal Sincere. That was my main event of my very first Raw. Hey, does it get better than that? Oh, no. 
then from there on, we sky was the limit from shotgun Saturday nights to everything else. Man, wasn't it cool back then? It was cool. I maybe the network will throw shotgun on sometime soon. Yeah, that older stuff. So I, honestly, like the raw replays and all that stuff, you know. I don't know, I'm strictly into like bring back the old classics. Like I watch the old NWA Jim Proc- Jim Crockett stuff all the time. But so just in time, I just want to thank you again for coming on my show. It's always a pleasure talking to you. And uh, hey, how about I see you August third at the Western New York PodCon in Niagara Falls, New York. You know what? That sounds like a fantastic. Maybe I will see you at the Western New York PodCon on August 3rd as well. Maybe our booth will be together, actually. Who knows? What? Why don't we do this? We were, we might have been the first two to be approached for this thing. We might have been the first two to actually sign our names on the dotted line. Why don't you and I be the first? And I say, let's make history and be the first ones at the Western New York PodCon podcon to ever do the live podcast let's get on first i i would love to be on first and hey maybe maybe even a ghost from the atomic draft past might show up maybe the former co-host co- current co-host kyle cruz may show up i don't know i don't know what he's doing he's under some kind of rock nowadays but i can kick it over and find out i know that individual too orndorff armbar will make him submit he needs to be there he, that he does just in time. Thank you, my friend. I greatly appreciate it. And uh, I'll see you August 3rd. All right. Have a good night. So there you have it, folks. Sir Justin Time from the Atomic Drop Show. Dropping a bombshell. And, folks, we are making history. The first ever Western New York podcast convention. It's never been done before. The podcast convention scene is starting to grow thanks to StarCast. But never before has it happened, and we are, I believe, the first two that were asked, and we are the first two to agree. So, folks, Western New York PodCon, make sure you check it out August 3rd. Reserve your tickets now. Live podcasts for the folks to interact with. You can be on the air. I will bring people on my show. I do not care, because that's how this show is. This is the most professional, unprofessional podcast in podcast history. And y'all are more than welcome to join August 3rd, 2019, Western New York PodCon. Thanks, guys, for listening. It's been awesome. It's been wonderful, as always. I'm going to go find my neighbor now. Goodbye.